You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you're smiling. Hey you, bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly, crack a smile. It's Mika. Hi, how are you? Is that better? Yeah. That's okay, better. good. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, hello. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a whole lot better. You're you somebody's calling me. Hello. hello? <laughs> <laughs> Did I win a prize? Right? <laughs> no, you're calling number seven. You have to be calling <gasps> number nine. Oh man. <laughs> Damn it. So close. Right? Yeah. Damn. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the show as always. I'm glad to have you back. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. And I just want to say hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast, I have Tamika with me. Tell it to everyone, Tamika. Um, hello, and how are you? And we're going to be talking about Space Force. We're going to be talking about The Martian. And we're also going to be talking about Rocket Man, but not in that chronological order. Oh, man. So we're going to, we're going to go on ahead. We're going to talk about, which, which one do you want to talk about? I'm going to uh, let it be open for you. Oh, boy. Um, we can talk about, the, we can talk about Rocket Man. Okay, let's do that then. Okay, and this is the 20... Did that movie come out of 2019 or... 2019. Oh, it doesn't seem that long. No, it it really doesn't if you actually think about it, you know? Hmm. And I'm going to go into the stuff that I really liked. And, you know, I didn't expect this thing to open up in a dark place where it first starts off with him sitting in an AA meeting. Yeah, I saw it in the theaters. Um in um what was that dobie surround sound yeah yeah i saw it in the theaters when it first came out um and it it legit was like a concert i was like oh (laughs) right (laughs) but yeah like you said i didn't really expect it to be like him coming into an aa meeting and i'm like okay He's also dressing as concert clothes. Too, yeah, right I I thought so. Is he in hell? What's going <laughs> on? <laughs> right, because I wasn't even expecting that. I knew it was going to be like a musical and stuff like that because I remember reading the news reports on what this thing was actually going to be about. It's not so much of a not so much of a biopic, but a musical and a biopic. I guess you can actually say that as well. Yeah. But, but I love the fact that they actually incorporate the music because I think the music actually told the story the way that it needed to tell the story. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel forced. No, it, it didn't 
Well, I didn't see La La Land, so I don't know. But um, I I didn't see that one. Okay, I you know. I don't do musicals too much. Y- yeah, I do some musicals, but it there has to be dialogue, and with right. this one, you know, the dialogue and the music kind of mesh well. Um, you know, if he was talking about the song Rocket Man, then he's talking. It leads up to his first performance, and right. um. I forgot the name of that place. <laughs> I think it's in California in yeah, the seventies. Yeah. Yep. And then it's like it kinda all the the songs and the music kinda blend into the story, you know, and the characters even in the story, like his parents, him talking about his parents, he all of a sudden go into a song. Right. And his parents yeah. would sing and it's like, Oh, that's what that song's about. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And you know what? I love the fact that they incorporated his childhood into a song mm. and also gave us a little bit of a flashback into his life through a song. Yes. Rather than saying, I'm Elton John and this is what my life was like. I I like the fact that they broke up into a song instead. Not only that, but I'm not that much familiar with Elton Elton John about his background as where he came from and people write he other people wrote his music for him. I was not I never knew that part. I yeah, I didn't know that part either. I'm familiar with some of his songs. My sister is very familiar. She's a huge fan of his. Um, but yeah, I didn't know that much about his childhood besides maybe something I saw on the they used to have the VH one behind the music series. Oh yeah. And that I was like that. long time ago and that's the only um time I kind of sort of heard something, but this really dug deeper into the um chaos of his childhood. Exactly. And you know what? It's a shame about how his dad treated him and everything, too. It kind of been, and if you actually think about it, him and Freddie Mercury both have similar aspects to each other. Yeah. Yeah. And with, you know, this month, being pride month for lgbtq plus i got it um i i think these movies are pretty good because it it just shows the background of the characters you know like these two characters there are two gay men and they are just telling their story like this the discrimination i've been through and i just want to be myself into these are the lovers I've had and this is how I explore my sexuality but then some people are taking advantage of that but in the end I find myself you know even in my sexuality or or even as in a as a gay man I find myself without you know people I don't know like just manipulating it because I think in the music industry it's worse if you're Back then, it was worse if you were a gay artist or gay actor. You know, I want to bring this up, too, because Freddie even uh, fought with this, too, with his sexuality as well. If you uh, and here's the thing, when when he even he even tried marrying someone that was actually a female and stuff like that, and he was even that much lonely because that's not who he was. And even his even Elton John's mother even pointed that out she goes you're never gonna be satisfied with the person that you're gonna that you're with yeah and it's interesting i I know we didn't plan on talking about um 
Freddie Mercury's biopic, but it's interesting how they parallel each other. You know, Most definitely. they had similar journeys, you know, so Elton, he came out alive, right? <laughs> you know, throughout the, the right. AIDS crisis and the drugs and everything else. Like, I don't know, it was rough. People, I remember the news reports and people were like, man, Elton John's never going to get his shit together. He is just going to be all over the place. You know, exactly. but he pulled through, you know, and I'm very, very grateful and I'm very glad he's still with us today. I just wish Freddie Mercury was still with us too. Same here. And matter of fact, speaking of Freddie, now remember Rami Malik from yeah. the Beginning of Rhapsody movie? They were actually thinking about putting him in the Elton John Rocket Man movie as a cameo. Oh, oh! As like he met Freddie Mercury, Mer- Mercury. Yeah, oh, okay. like in passing or something like that, because it does set up in that same kind of timeline. So it actually would have meshed well together to actually have them two huh. meet up. Interesting. But yeah, they but they cut that out altogether. They decided not to go that route and everything. And I'm glad that they kind of didn't because of the fact that you want this movie to be based on Elton John. And not like Elton John featuring Freddie Mercury because Rami Malek would actually outshine the performance that the actor from The Kingsman had for Elton John. Yes, that, yeah. And I don't think Elton, maybe there were some celebrities he kind of talked about in the movie that he worked right. with, but it was brief. You know, they didn't overshadow him. No, definitely yeah. not. And, you know, another positive aspect to this, it's about also confronting your own demons. Yes. And that's exactly what I love about it, was the fact he was running all that time away from his demons instead of confronting them, and he was trying to cover it up with cocaine and trying to put, you know what I'm saying, trying to put that hole in his heart that, that like, something was missing. And, you know, I understood where he was coming from, especially whenever his songwriter, uh, during the camping scene, Remember that where uh, the songwriter winds up hitting on these women or whatever, and he's with this one woman, and he's jealous of him because he wants what he has, but he knows that he's going to be frowned upon if he winds up dating the opposite sex of who is considered the norm for that time. Yeah, he also had a a crush on his uh, friend slash writer. Right. So it it was... It was a lot. I mean, he, I felt like this movie plucked at my heartstrings, you know. I, like, I felt so bad for him. Um, Elton, just his childhood. And I didn't know that was, um, is it Dallas Price? No. Um, you know who I'm talking about? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Uh, what's her name? Dallas Price. I know who Dallas a price Howard yeah um Ron Howard's daughter I didn't know that she yeah. was she played Elton John's mom because I was like she looks familiar she looks familiar I was like oh my gosh what a bitch <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but, but yeah I, I actually yeah go ahead but here's the thing this is something that I appreciated from her character though it's like you can bs me all day long but I know who you are underneath mm. because of the fact I'm your mother. I know more. I know you better than you know yourself. And I know you're not going to be happy with dating someone or being with someone that 
isn't um isn't uh, a man yeah it, it was two extremes with his parents his dad was you know there's a lot about masculinity and don't sit like right. that that's how girls sit and stop crying be a man and then his mom is like you know I know you're gay but nobody will ever love you because you're gay So he had two different extremes going on and his grandma was at saving grace because she was the one in the middle that still encouraged him. And, you know, it it just goes like from his childhood to how he first learned to play the piano to him gaining his confidence and then growing up trying to become a a singer. Yeah, Yeah. and then masculinity, trying to fit in his Mm -hmm this uh, music industry and then what fame does to him as he is like still in the closet as a gay man and it's kind of like just destroying him inside that he's not owning up to his own truth and plus the childhood trauma it's a lot of overarching themes that are going on in this movie plus awesome music right and I love sing, hearing him sing Crocodile Rock because that's actually one of my favorites. My favorite is Rocket Man. <laughs> I love Rocket Man. And then also like Benny and the Jets. Oh, yeah. I like that one. Um, of course, Candle in the Wind. And then, of course, the night. Also, too, the Lion King soundtrack that he did. I like I'm Still Standing. <laughs> the one he, so yeah, he did at the end, too. And I like at the end of the when the credits were going, they showed like the actual music video against the video that's in the movie that they did. So I really right. like those two. I like that, and I also feel like I'm I'm still standing is the best way to actually describe his journey all the way through everything, and then him being here still. Yeah, because that's when he was coming out of recovery is when he made that song. Right. And I love that. I love that whole entire struggle uh, where he's in an AA meeting and then he's having all this thoughts of his childhood. And then even his childhood, he goes, his his inner child calls him by his real Mm. name. And he goes, I haven't been called that name since I was a kid. I had goosebumps whenever. That was really good. That part still, right now I have goosebumps just talking about it. But... Because that's how impactful that was, and how relatable that is. Yeah, you know, because you, you can you can hide from your past all day long, but sometimes your past comes back and reminds you of who you mm. once were. Or you have to face your past to get through your deeds. That, too. that mm. works out wow. a whole lot better than what mm. I was trying to say. Oprah, but yeah, we had an Oprah <laughs> session on this movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> But yeah, it makes me uh, want to go see it right now. <laughs> it's so good. It's, what is it? It's on Amazon Prime, right? Uh, yeah, it's actually on Prime okay. right now. And that's how I Yes, it. it's on Prime. And, and I think Elton, I know Elton was the consultant on it. And he performed one of the the songs that he wrote for this movie at the Oscars and he wrote a book called Elton John Me. I'm gonna have to check that book out though. I'm gonna have to check out the yeah, book. Yeah, we have it. 
I, I work in a university library, so we I had to, right. you know, get it out there for the students. So, yeah. Another another thing I want to mention is this too. Normally, when an artist has some control over a biopic about themselves, they want to go through all the positives and don't want to talk about the negatives. And with this, he gave you a look into mm-hmm. his world. There was positives and negatives to both sides. This is this is what I call a perfect yes. biopic. Yeah, yeah. You you have to show your journey all the way through. You can't really sugarcoat it because you can help someone else out as well. Exactly, because that was the problem that some people faced with Bohemian Rhapsody was it showed it showed most of the uh, positives rather than negatives and that's because the bands were the band members were actually involved with the film but it goes to show you that it depends on who it is and everything that they'll get who it is and everything the artist will actually give creative room for the writer or director to do what they need to do and Elton I thought I guess I was the only one I thought with um, the Freddie Mercury biopic that they did show some aspects of um, how fame got to him and how he was lonely. Right. And he, I guess they, if Freddie was still alive, I wonder if he would have wanted to show that part of him since he didn't really come out. Since he yeah. was a private person. Right, he was a private yeah. person. Hmm. But... Uh, that's another thing too why the band members were involved so much is because of the fact that they didn't want to be want Freddie to be misrepresented yeah. in any way so I can actually understand that and respect that as well um, another thing too is you were wondering about um, Ron Howard's yes. uh, daughter it's Bryce Dallas yes, there Howard. Goes. Bryce Dallas Howard yep. Yeah, she yep. she does a great job in the movie. Too good. <laughs> Most definitely. And you can definitely tell that she's just a heinous bitch. <laughs> That's pretty much how you can actually put it because he didn't really have any supportive family members. No, and it's it's so weird because I went through YouTube trying to find some type of like documentary or mini documentary on it. Uh, Elton John and I saw his mom I'm like whoa she's really like that <laughs> and I was like ouch right. <laughs> sometimes you know some things are actually based on true stories it's actually true it's just sad that he had to suffer through that and same thing with his father he didn't really have like you said he didn't have anyone that was supportive towards him other than his grandmother which I commend her on for being very supportive of him and giving him piano. Yeah, lessons. and in some strange way, his mom was kind of supportive. I mean, she didn't say don't be gay. She just was like, you're gay, okay. But she right. just kind of did it in like a wrong way by saying nobody's going to love you. But it's good you're gay. Right. <laughs> right. It's like, uh Thank you. I think I'll go find me some other advice some from somewhere yes, else. Yes, please do. But other than just to him dealing with his sexuality, it, it's a universal story of just trying to deal with your demons right. and trying to find like love or loving yourself first right. and then um, finding a real love afterwards. Because he was right. just trying to find love from 
the love he didn't get from his mother and father and it was going into these men who were just using him just like Freddie Mercury you know um exactly because even when it was in that studio with that crooked uh publicist mm-hmm. I think it was and everything I wanted to punch him because how he was towards yeah and it's good to see I'm trying to figure out how to phrase it it it's good to see the universality of vulnerability. Like, even if it's like right. a man taking advantage of a woman, but in this case, it's a man taking advantage of a man um, in right. a, his emotions, you know, um, it's good to see that because it's, it's still relatable. Like, you're, it just shows you're a human, you know, if you're gay, straight, whatever, you're human, you know, and love is love and, you know, you have to be careful also because people will take advantage of you. So, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, I wanted to punch him. (laughs) Right. Because I'm like, dude, Elton is just opening up his heart to you and you're just being a total. Yeah. And I felt for Freddie too. And in the biopic, like that, who was, was he a producer? I think I want to say he was a producer. And then after that, he met his true love. Yeah, it's like he was a classic narcissist. Like, he was taking him away from his friends. And, um... He wanted Freddie all Yeah, and to get involved in all these drugs. And, like, you're the king. You're this. You're that. You don't need them. He'll sniff this coke. You know. Right. But yeah, I'm glad that they actually covered that aspect with Freddie as well. And I'm I really loved Rocket Man and everything. I never said this before, but I would actually go back and rewatch a, a musical like that again. I would actually rewatch. I should need to buy it. it. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> work yeah. Out even better. But, because it is worth buying them and everything on Blu-ray. Yes, I do and the Freddie Mercury one too. Right. So let's see here. We talked about that. So do you want to go into Space Force? Oh, Martin? okay. Yeah. Well, we should oh, go to Space okay. Force too. I like Space Force. It was a great departure from. <laughs> I, I told you about this. There's a show on Apple TV Plus called The Morning Show where Steve Carell's um, character is kind of like Matt Lauer, you know. Well, that's exactly yeah, what yeah, he was. So it was disturbing to see Steve Carell as a sexist, rapist, kind of whatever you want to call it. It was kind of disturbing, right. and I was like, oh, I don't think I can look at him the same way. So it was very, it was the same in Grace. This Space Force, it helped me to get back to, oh, that's Michael from the Office. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he redeemed himself in my eyes. You know, it was just a character. Exactly. Uh, I I like Space Force. Um, it reminds me of The Office, Parks and Rec, with space. <laughs> you learn exactly. a little bit about the politics of space combo. and what goes on, and all the protocols. But then it's like slapstick comedy. Then you have like right, drama around it. So yeah, I like it. I do too. I loved it a lot. Like you said, it has that blend of the office mm-hmm. but in space. 
And also, too, I don't know if you remember the Steve Martin movie. Yes, it's been a while, but I have. I remember. It also has that kind of flavor, though, to it, too, because he is just so stupid. (laughs) Yeah, my favorite, well, one of my favorite parts is when they're... they're going back. They're like, okay, what happened to the dog and monkey we put in space? And they're like, oh, we had to abandon the program. We don't know what they're doing. And then they, then they shoot. They uh, get a live feed of them and the monkey is like playing fetch with the dog in the space suit. I was like, right. oh. <laughs> and Steve Crow was like, oh, <laughs> Because they were showing like footage before they got yeah yeah i was like okay so that's what happened when we abandoned (laughs) our space animals (laughs) (laughs) and then after that didn't work out with the orangutan and he started floating up yeah and then he's like (laughs) you know they do sign language to communicate with the chimpanzee and uh you know, the chimpanzee got frustrated. It was like, look, just, you know, just <laughs> just take the wrench. And they're like, wrench, where? Wrench, where? And it's like, and then it was funny because he was negotiating. He's like, I ain't doing shit till I get my bananas. <laughs> right. I was like, wow, it's just like us. <laughs> You got banana and you also, and he also was horny. Yeah, he's so like, I, I want my part. bananas and I'm horny. And they were like, and I want to eat some babies. And I was like, oh. And, and then he's like, well, tell him that you'll have some babies and yeah. a banana. And I can't tell him that sometimes. Yeah, like, and say, and tell him horny bad. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, okay. <laughs> oh, but the oh. things that I like too. It was yeah. Are you I done am. with that no, scene? I'm or are you still <laughs> okay, okay. I'm just making sure before I talk. But uh, my other thing was, remember the launch thing? Because do you think it'll be okay? Do you think we'll be ready by November? And all of a sudden, he pushed push the launch button <laughs> on an accident because it leaked back in the chair. Oh <laughs> yeah, that flashback scene. He was like, "This is why we don't have a launch button in here." <laughs> and then I liked it too. Whenever they cut off the launch button and to make it look like he's launching something but he's really not no the combination of Steve Carell and John Malkovich is just brilliant that's what I was about to mention was John Malkovich because normally like I mentioned to Michael you usually see John Malkovich and well finding that was finding Malkovich right no being Malkovich he kind of had some type of comedy in it but his comedy is like super dry and dark. <laughs> right. With right. With this though, it felt more, you know, the chemistry between Steve Carell and him just matched up very well. Because I'm not expecting anything from John McElvidge other than yes. him being serious. You know, and the body what I love about Steve Carell is his expre- facial expression. Oh yeah, he got some real good speeches. My other thing, though, too, John Melkovich also has some facial expressions, too. He's like, girl, yeah, fucking. Yeah, yeah, he's the straight man. And Steve, <laughs> Steve's the right. fallout guy. <laughs> and then I also liked it, too, whenever they thought he was a spy, and then all of a sudden, look, you don't have to open it. Yes, I do. I, re- I remember that episode <laughs> you're talking about this. Right. And he goes, yes, I do. It's too late now. 
and all of a sudden it's just him playing a piano. I thought it was going to be something dirty. Like, <laughs> me too. I thought it was going to be him screwing something or whatever, but it turned out just to be him playing the piano. I'm like, what? This is the total opposite of what, especially when you see the pixelated picture mm-hmm. come in. I'm like, oh God, this is going to be some nudity right here that I don't want to see. And it was complete opposite. Yeah, because he was he was playing that piano for the chimpanzee, right? What was he playing it for? I, th- I forgot. I mean, I I forgot who he was actually playing it for. But I, I think I might. You know what I was thinking too? Remember when Steve Carell and them actually had to stay in the uh, oh. base camp and everything, <laughs> and they were observing them i'm thinking that he had a crush on maybe one of those guys too because in the lyrics it said that he was mocking oh. him. so i'm thinking it might be one of them i don't speaking know speaking of the space camp <laughs> all they had was potatoes <laughs> and he's like i guess right. i shit again <laughs> and then you know what else is my favorite part though they put weapons on the moon <laughs> Put machine guns on the moon, and my first thing is like, how are the bullets? Are yeah, because they anyway? had that. Uh, they had There's that no tryout time. where they had like the Air Force. Who was yeah, and then the right. Space Force, and they were playing this game of tag, like uh, BB guns, to try out how to put weapons right. on the moon. <laughs> and then they had those balloons, and he popped a balloon, and he fell out, and then then the scientists. <laughs> Would try to control the um what what was that suit? They had some type of suit on. Oh, oh yeah, like that rope. Uh, te- I I know it, I know the type of yeah. They had some suit on. They said, oh, if you get hit and you fall, we'll just control your suit. And they're on their legs were just flopping around right. on the <laughs> ground. They're like help. <laughs> And they don't even know how to control themselves yeah. or anything. Yeah, and either. my other favorite part is, um, you know, when they're doing like the the round table where they have the army, they have space force, they have everybody there. <laughs> then uh, I think it was the Air Force. No, the Coast Guard. Yeah, it was the good yeah. One. He came in Coast, and they're yeah, like, "Get the out of here! Thing. Nobody wants you here." And he's like, "Oh." <laughs> 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 You know what else I liked though was the part where they wanted more money mm-hmm. for Space Force, and Steve Carell, the woman asked him, "So, why, why, do, why should I give you more money? Space <laughs> is hard. Wow, I should just go ahead and give you space money is already. hard." And then he goes, and he's over there looking at John Malkovich. Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> yep. Tapping. <laughs> Like, sir, you need some water. No, no, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Opening and closing the file. <laughs> oh, Mal- Malkovich helped him out. <laughs> he did. You can definitely tell that, you know, he tries to let him do his thing, but at the same time, he knows he's going to screw it up. <laughs> so he has no choice. And I like how Steve Carell acts like yeah. he's so smart, but yeah. he's dumb. Just like the office. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because, see, I told you that idea would work. And it was just, and sometimes the idea does work, but it's off of a total fluke. Yes, it, it is. I was like, what is going on right now? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about the uh, whole entire deal with the hut. Yeah, the um, I didn't too. really get much of her backstory. Is that going to be a season two, you think? 
Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if it is because they didn't really dive into it. But I love where, uh, you know, he's trying to get laid by his wife. And then all mm, of a sudden, I was mad with him. <laughs> because. <laughs> and then he's trying to get the orange suit, jumpsuit off. Finally, when he gets to see her. <laughs> I can't even like get it off. Her daughter, her daughter visited her. And she was just, what's wrong with dad? She was like, I don't know. Sometimes I got to shank a bitch. What? Oh, you know, your dad's going through something. She had <laughs> cornrows in her hair. It's like, mom, what is wrong with you? It's like, oh, nothing. You know, sometimes, you know, somebody takes your fork. You just got to strangle them. She's like, mom, what is going on? No, nothing. I'm just saying your dad's going through a lot of stress. I got to go. <laughs> it's like, what is going on? <laughs> Oh yeah, and then I also like the father though. I liked um, Steve Carell. Oh yeah, what's his uh, name? Father. Oh, who has Alzheimer's? I forgot. Oh but he no. passed away recently. Uh. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he oh. ended up passing away recently. Yes, it's oh, Fred man. Willard. Yeah. And the funny thing is, he played a guy named Fred Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Fred Nerd. So, but I like the, you know what, I can actually mm-hmm. relate to the Alzheimer's part and everything. I love the part where he goes, yeah, I, and he seems so proud of himself, too. I climbed <laughs> underneath the house, and no one saw me. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, where's your caretaker at? Oh. I don't know. He's chasing his, chasing the grandma, your grandmother. She's, she's lost somewhere. <laughs> How's your wife doing? She's in jail. Oh, okay. Yeah. How's your wife doing? She's in, well. You guys are gonna make a great couple because your your <laughs> your dad has Alzheimer's, right? Yeah. So you can relate right. to that scene a a lot. Yeah. Right, and he's mm-hmm. a splitting image of my dad though, because he is that kind of he is that type of person to where he's he actually does sneak out of the house to do yeah. something that he's not supposed to do. And he does, and he does seem proud of yeah, himself that he yeah. actually did something because he, didn't, well, he thinks that he didn't I get caught. I commend you because you're also <laughs> an essential worker at a hospital, and you're t- taking care of your dad who has Alzheimer's. So it's good. Thank yeah, you. no problem. Thank you, thank you. But yeah, that's what I can relate to, though. Um, let me think. There is another scene. Remember the stupid secretary <laughs> that Steve Carell did. He goes, hey, do you, can I, do you want me to make a reservation to the Outback? No, I don't want to. Yeah, and they were trying to, to see Outback. if he was the spy. And he was like, are you giving information to? And he was like, Canada? Mm, yeah. Maybe a little bit more Eastern. A little bit more to the other <laughs> side. <laughs> and then also to... Like he goes, can I make a reservation to the Bloomin' Onion? That is a Outback um appetizer. Oh, okay. Well, if you want a, a reservation to Outback, you know. I know. You I was like, can you make me one? If he don't want it, I take his reservation. I want a Bloomin' Onion. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Bloomin' Onions are good. But yeah, that's me too. Damn, I love Bloomin' Onions. Ah, <sighs> that scene makes Damn. me mad. <laughs> I'm going to have to grow up me some <laughs> outback. 
Man, you're no, you just grow up on it, bro. <laughs> Dude, I'll just drive to oh, see okay, you. You cool. can just grill me one. Uh, I, I pretend like I grilled it, but I really got it from Outback. I'll pull a doubt fire. Okay, Dinner is served. And it's like, oh. <laughs> Three is served. <laughs> but I really have to say, I really enjoy Space Force a lot. I liked it when, too, whenever he yes. was nervous. He yeah, sings. it got awkward when he was in the um, the camp. With the um the other um, astronauts in training, and he was just like yeah. <laughs> singing put put cream, cream daddy, put and cream he was daddy. like he's been saying that all night. What a creep! <laughs> right. Well, if I talked to my sleep and I said more cream, yeah, and he was just and what he really was dreaming about was his girl, his little girl, the child, and he was just putting whipped cream on ice. cream. Um, ice cream and she's like more cream daddy and he's like okay right. so yeah saying it out loud is kind of um yeah <laughs> right well I remember a couple of times whenever I would like when I was uh with my ex or whatever I, and I ended up dreaming that I've flown a helicopter and hmm. I woke up because I crashed it you know, oh, no. during like a Jurassic Park moment and I said and I woke up and I, sh- and I said uh, I dreamed that I had crashed the helicopter. Yeah. Wow. And I... <laughs> yeah. After yeah. that, that was it. I just woke up, said, I dreamed I crashed the helicopter. And then yeah, I would be a terrible girlfriend. I'm like, oh, where you crashed it at? <laughs> Interview. You'll be asking me you crashed it where? I hit the record button. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. Right. It must have been a big crash. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what happened yeah the and I, I would just be throwing stuff to make your dream more horrible i'm like did you did you see that dinosaur huh where you just passed by or i'll just be oh, tuning okay. you out because i'm okay. sleeping I'm having you. watch out for the dinosaurs <laughs> <laughs> Skittles. <laughs> Skittles. I, I, for some reason, Skittles. I I need to go get Skittles. Do you know what that's about? I don't know, but can you pick me up some? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll go pick you up too. Cat. Yeah, watch out for those dinosaurs. How do you know too. about that? <laughs> 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 that has to do with space, yeah. too, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Um, I really have to, like I said, I give my hats off to Steve Carell for his performance and everything. I really enjoyed it. I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you showed me the preview for that because what sold me on it was him singing oh, Kokomo by yeah. the Beach Boys. And then it, that's that earworm song that gets in your head because when he was singing it, I was humming it and I was like, I must resist because I'm going to be singing this all day. Well, another thing, too, is remember that Big Girls Don't Cry? That was oh, the dirty dancing yeah. that he was singing. <laughs> so, he goes, uh, and then he met that girl. He's like, uh, you didn't hear anything. Yeah. You didn't hear what? 
Nothing. The bring me back some Skittles. <laughs> you know the dinosaur is coming. Yeah. Right. But is there anything else? Um, I know with a, us? a friend because I was telling him about this podcast, and I know he mentioned with Space Force it started off a little slow, but then it started to pick up. So if you're if you want things to right. just progress quickly then give it some time because it'll be worth it. Not only that, yeah, but this is also yeah, a TV episodes. show too. So, right. So it's going to give you chances to actually introduce the characters to get to know them because in a two and a half hour movie, we understand who those characters are, but in a TV series, they actually go a little bit more in depth on who and what the characters are. So you're able to do it. That remember, mm-hmm. you're just watching a ten-hour episode rather than a movie. So that's how I'm gonna actually break that down. If you're expecting it to be a, a fast-paced show, just keep watching it. It's a slow pace yes, kind of thing, does. but it does get better. Oprah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but uh, okay. Okay. So the Martian. So. Well, I, I love of course movie. you do. I actually own this on Blu-ray. Huh? Oh, I okay. I didn't say nothing. Yeah, give me some Skittles. Just some. <laughs> <laughs> um, to be honest with you, I used to be really bad about mm-hmm. buying every single movie that I saw <laughs> because I have a memory for each movie I saw. But now I'm more selective on what I buy because if I'm like, okay, I want to go back and revisit it again, so I'm gonna buy, uh... pick that up and buy it. With the Mar- with the Martian, I love Matt Damon as an actor and stuff like that. And at first, I wasn't sure like how the trailer actually sat up. I wasn't sure if this was going to be like a found footage type movie. I'm like, okay, if Why? this is a found footage movie, I'm out. Why? Because I don't like found footage movies. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh. Checking okay. camera angles. Putting the camera down. Oh my god! There's a noise there. I wonder what that mm-hmm. is. And then, well, ah, it's the suspense, John. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> I fell asleep. Oh, I I'm couldn't fall asleep. Activity. I don't like supernatural horror. So I already think if a sun falls, I'm like, oh, I'm like, dead. I can't. But no, I conked out on Paranormal Activity because of how bored I was with that film. As a matter of fact, is it the, the first one you saw? So, so I, I guess yep. it wouldn't matter if I asked, did you see the second and third one? I saw the Mark ones, but only for 15 minutes because the person I was with was getting yeah, scared. Yeah, no, I, I can do home. supernatural horror. I think the only supernatural horror <laughs> I got roped into was the guy I was dating at the time. He He took me to see Sinister. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't okay. sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but no, with found footage movies and everything, I just can't do them. They're mm. not my cup of tea. So I, I I get dizzy, especially whenever I see the characters running with the camera and everything else. I'm like, okay, I can't do this. I'm getting dizzy. Do you remember Hold the Blair Witch Project? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I over it. When I first saw it in the 90s, I was like, oh, it's scary. And then I saw it again. I was like, it's stupid. Like, it only took a second view. I'm like, it's stupid. 
Well, I thought it was kind of disappointing. I was like, uh, I'd rather have the shaky camera. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. This is actually like the now? one that they had in 2017. I, like 2017. Wait, wasn't or there another one that came, came out. out like 20 in the early 2000s? No, no, there was actually another one. And this was like a continuation of when. Remember the original crew that was yeah. in 99? This is basically the brother or the sister going back and trying to find them after so many oh, years. Oh, okay. And I, I want to say 2015 or 2016, I did a review on that on my YouTube channel. But the only thing I liked about that film was the mixing of how they actually did the sounds to make it actually feel eerie, like you're walking through the woods and you're actually zoomed yeah. in with the characters. But it was nothing, so, something that I would actually own on DVD, DVD or Blu-ray. I'm definitely not a found footage kind of guy. And, you know, when I saw Matt Damon with this film, all you saw was him in, a, in the little bunker thing that they have on Mars. I'm like, okay, if this is a found footage type movie, I'm going to be done with this because I get bored with okay, question. movies. Right, quick. So yeah. I see um, Blair Witch... Book of Shadows, and that was came out in two thousand. Right. Is that or is that a Blair Witch three? This is actually what you would call, yeah. Blair okay, Witch okay, never mind. Yeah. As a matter of fact, during Comic Con, okay, the, the Blair Witch. This one was just called Blair Witch. This came out in two thousand. That's confusing. <laughs> and anyways, um, matter of fact, at Comic Con. They the, the name of the movie that they were supposed to have is The Woods. Mm. And nobody knew what this film was. All of a sudden, the sign changes, the title changes. Everybody who was wearing the uh, the shirts for The Woods, they changed out of those shirts and put on mm. the Blair Witch shirts. And then showed the Blair Witch movie trailer. And I, I actually have to say this. For me not to like found footage, I definitely like the PR for the promotion uh, advertisements, the way they actually handled mm. that at Comic-Con during that 2016. Smart. That was a smart move. I do give them credit for that. But like I was mentioning and everything with Matt Damon, I like his performance in this movie. I love The Martian. And the whole fact is he's trying to survive by himself after this big, huge storm actually happens on Mars by himself. And he's trying to figure out ways to actually survive. And he's learning how to plant food. He's learning how to actually do this in a dry desert. And yeah, it's fiction, but it actually works for the most part in the movie to make it look like it's actually scientifically actually true. That you now, did he? Did they consult with actual scientists, NASA scientists, about it? Okay, that I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that either. I was just curious, but. Right, it might be something that I might actually have to look up, but I, it makes you it makes the movie look like it could actually happen, where you can actually grow stuff on Mars and actually try and mix the chemicals to where you can actually plant food and crops on the on thing. Matter of fact, he was even doing yeah. I was on there just too. about to mention that uh, potatoes is a thing <laughs> in space, apparently. Potatoes <laughs> and ten thousand dollar oranges, <laughs> like Space Force, right. <laughs> but what what did you oh, like about the man? It's been 
like, oh, wow. So my memory's kind of murky on it. But those things I do remember. Because um, I'll go back to, like, beginning of quarantine life, which was, like, a few months ago. I was really, I was right. really drawn to space movies. You know, like, isolation, space, how do you survive? Right. And I was trying to find a Martian, actually, so I can watch it again a couple months ago. Um, yeah. I'll tell you what. If I have the digital copy still, I'll let you go in ahead and have that code. Uh, yes, and thank you. But yeah, um, I, from what I remember from the movie, I, I liked it. Uh, I thought that it was very innovative how he learned to survive with um, a short supply of oxygen. And then he's like building these potatoes, you know, and he's still sending out a call for help. Help, you know, I'm still on Mars. Help right. me, you know. <laughs> And then also, too, everything he was trying to do went wrong. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of trial and error. It's like you're going through the journey with him. Like you're going through the failures with him, the success. Oh, I grew a potato. You just be like, oh, yeah, potatoes. You know, I'm like, why am I excited about potatoes? <laughs> it's like, yes, he can actually survive. Oh, no, he has to survive. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it gives you a high and then it smacks you back down. And you're like, oh, that was cruel. Right. Smacks <laughs> you right back down mm, to gravity. Again. Gravity. That's another movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. another time. For another... <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I actually have to say, um, my other favorite part in that, though, is where he goes, I'm like Iron Man. Oh, yeah. He's. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what he had to do, but he goes, I'm like Iron Man. I busted out laughing. And then they even get this in the book. They even mentioned Aquaman. In the oh, book. so he changed it to Iron Man in the movie. Well, there's. I think he mentions Iron Man uh -huh. and Aquaman yeah. at some point in the book. I have to go back and reread it. But yeah, it does have a little bit of that comedy that we actually saw from uh, The Martian. And you know, I also like the part where he actually tries to actually do burn mm -hmm. the fossil fuel, I think it was. And then all of a sudden it just explodes on him. Yeah, that's see, that's what it was like. It was like um, there's a set, there's highs and then you're like, yes, you grow potatoes and then there's lows. Like, oh no, your spacesuit ripped. You're gonna die. <laughs> right. And then there's well, another low though too was, if you remember in the movie where it was another uh, storm that actually happened on Mars, and it actually mm. blew his crops away to where he actually had to try yeah. to start back over again. Such is life. Also liked it too, where he was actually going through his people's personal belongings, and then also doing the data, putting the data into the computer on what he was doing with their mm -hmm. with their stuff. Like he goes, "I see you have vinyl records." And everything. Let's just see what what, what kind of music you're. That'd be kind of scary. He went through my stuff. I mean, I don't have anything to hide. Right. But like, let's say somebody has a porn, and he's like, "Oh, you have porn." <laughs> da, 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 da. Upload it. <laughs> <laughs> but I also liked how they managed to actually try and find a way to actually communicate with NASA too, where you actually had to take snapshots. And everything through a def another way to yeah. communicate with yeah. NASA. Yeah, and then this movie kick off 
the um uh, the trip to Mars, like the actual trip to Mars, or I think it was during that time where it actually kicked it off. But don't forget, like even back when we were kids, they were talking about doing stuff. Yeah, I know Mars we too. finally whether a robot or I don't yeah made it to Mars. Yeah, Mars, the and robot. they found that there was some water. Yeah. On Mars, people are like, yeah. oh, yeah. I was like, keep those aliens over there. <laughs> you know what, though? Okay, I talk cool. About the Land Go for thing it. For a minute with, with the robot. Because I remember this in my childhood. I remember us get. I remember because Mars hmm, is my interesting. favorite planet. Okay. Mine's is and, Pluto. And I remember. Okay. <laughs> but my friend. <laughs> sorry. You always do this. To me. Oh, <laughs> You're like, anyways. <laughs> Back to my right. planet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go to Pluto I, in a minute. Okay. <laughs> okay. Mine is burning. Well, right it now. deserves. Try. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm ready. Okay. Okay. So, what I liked about the Land Rover thing was I've always found Mars very fascinating and stuff like that. And also, too, whenever they found out that they had uh, water on there, I'm like, okay, that's actually pretty neat. Because I never knew that a dry climate could actually have that, some type of water base that is on that cool. kind of planet before. And so all of a sudden, they, a couple of days mm-hmm. later, they lost the Land Rover. <laughs> and I remember the scene, the very first Transformers mm-hmm. teaser trailer. It was actually to do with the Land Rover. And Basically, the Transformers are actually on Mars. They find the land ro- uh, rover, looks at it, and then mm. puts it back down again. And then it says Transformers. Oh, wow. On the title screen. No, I don't know I don't. if you remember that teaser or not. I'm going to have to send you the link for that because I think you're going to geek out over it, even though that was like the beginning of the paganisms. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the very first Transformers movies. I love the very first one. But anyways, just to have that little introduction to the Transformers and that kind of same yeah. thing was just perfect. Because it's dealing with real life and at the same time you're also blending in your sci-fi and fantasy in with that. So I thought it actually benefited very well. Yeah, it did. So back to Pluto. So did... <laughs> Yeah, let's go. Oh, boy. I like fun. Pluto because I grew up with Pluto as a planet. And all of a sudden, people are like, it's not a planet. And then it's like, you see these shirts where it's a sad Pluto. And he's like, oh, no. And then you're like, I still love you, Pluto. You're still a planet in my heart. And then they're like, okay, he's a planet. And you're like, yay, oh, my gosh. <laughs> but I do value your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't have nothing to add. It's like it was once a planet. Now it's not a planet. Now it's once a planet. It's like a really bad relationship. My love, my love for Pluto is just nostalgia. <laughs> I love Pluto, and then you try to take it away, saying it's only nine planets. What? Right. Foolishness. Right. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, I know we didn't really plan but, this part, but. Um, no. since the theme is space <laughs> um, 
<laughs> some of my favorite space movies and we probably can get into it later because this is a two-hour show <laughs> <laughs> no definitely we can definitely do a space like a top 10 space movies like we did with tom oh. Hanks. yeah there should be about that many like i i like aliens there's a lot the alien series um uh gravity that's one uh, there's yep. another one. Yeah, October and then Scott. they sort of kind of run into each other. <laughs> right. Yes. Apollo 13. Um, there's, there's Armageddon. Also... Yeah, we can put Armageddon on I there. I saw a little I did bit like of Apollo... What's that, 11? No, 12. That's more like a horror yeah. one, right? 18? Yeah, that was okay. more like your found footage movie. <laughs> Spaceballs. I also like Flight of the Star Navigator. Wars, of right. The original. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, though? I like mm. the Flight of the Navigator. I don't think I've seen that one. I don't know if you've seen that. Okay. You, it's on Disney+. Plus. You okay. can go ahead and check that out. Huh. Like Rocket Man 1990? Oh, okay. Well, whatever. 1980. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so good. It, it, I loved it. I loved revisiting that movie recently. As a matter of fact, I did uh, a Rocket review Man? on it. Oh. <laughs> no, not Rocket Man. Uh, not, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about Flight of the Navigator. Oh. But I uh, love the Rocket 2019 one? Oh, okay. No, the 1990s yeah. movie. I love the 2019 movie, though. <clears throat> I like both Rocket Mans. Come on, which one? Oh, Hidden Figures is another good one. That's one of my favorites because it's about women in space and they're kicking ass, you know, and they're mathematicians. And I hate math. So I was like, you go, girls. And I was like, ew, math. No. (laughs) And I think there should be more women in the STEM field anyway. That's all I'm going to say. I agree. I agree with you. Um, another one that I remember watching in astronomy class was hmm. uh, The Right Stuff. What's that about? It's a night. Okay. It's with Ed Harris. He plays John okay. Glenn. Dennis Quinn plays Gordon Cooper. Then you have Fred, the bartender at. But okay, that's Chuck Yeager. Uh, Sam Shepard plays Chuck Yeager. And basically, it's about the first astronauts in mm. space to walk on the moon. That sounds good. Yeah, it's about the first 15 years of American space mm. program. Okay, cool. And by focusing on lives of the Mercury astronauts, including John Glenn and Alan Shepard, the film rec- uh, recounts the dangers and frustrations experienced by those involved with NASA earliest achievements. It also depicts their family life and the personal crisis that they encountered during an era of great political turmoil and technological mm. emotion. So, I remember watching that in uh, astronomy class. And there's even a reference in Armageddon. Oh, what's movie. the reference? Okay, remember whenever they're on their orange jumpsuits and everything, and then NASA winds up saying, <laughs> talk about the wrong stuff. 
So that's where that comes from and everything. The oh, right stuff, the jokes. wrong stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know you got that. You like yes, wrong stuff in your face, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I could just see if I was like, I was like 13 when I saw that. I was like, uh, really? And here I am, just eating oh my me, 13. Point. Yeah, 13. I mean, like, oh boy, here we go, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I could see you because I was in Boston at the time when I saw it. I could see. Uh, yeah, or even me and George. I'm like, <laughs> I sense in the forest there's a guy that likes dad jokes. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, space related. There? There's mission. Yeah, there's you know, a bunch one of them. Horizon and one. it's critically acclaimed. Is is space? Is space Odyssey right? Two thousand one. Is that? Yeah, Space Odyssey. I, I gotta see it. Everyone keeps talking about it. it's the best thing ever, and I feel like I'm missing out on the movement of space. I need to actually yeah. oh, check space out space jam. Space, space jam. So, <laughs> yes, it is. It's aliens, <laughs> and they're playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong? <laughs> We're talking about astronauts. We're not talking about it. Has the title space in it? So in your face. Oh, I actually saw Life with mm-hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Reynolds. Have you seen that movie? That's what that's that was the beginning oh, of my no, quarantine I, I, phase where I need a documentary. Let me watch space movies. <laughs> see, I didn't see that one. Every single time it's on um uh, on stars or whatever, I always flip past it because it's not the Eddie Murphy Ooh. movie life. So I passed You need it to watch actually, it because it's like hey, Oh, it's like the age old problem with these astronaut movies or space movies you see where they're like, Oh, okay. look at that cute little alien. I bring it on the ship. And you're like, No, no. <laughs> and then it's like, Oh, he's so cute. Oh my gosh, he got strength. Oh, help. He's killing me. You know, <laughs> and that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> you know, I like you can't. It's not. It's not a kitten. You know, you can't pick it up and be like, "Oh, look at this! I found this cute right. little alien." And like, I don't think it's a good idea. It's fine. He won't grow. He's sweet and he's cute. And I named him Edward. You know. Oh, Edward, what are you doing? Oh, he's, oh, he broke my arm. You know, and um, yeah. It's oh okay, no, he's though. going into my body and sucking my blood out from the inside and he grew like an inch taller yeah but he's still my son <laughs> it's a good movie Ryan Reynolds death oh oops. spoiler alert his um whatever his demise was horrible <laughs> spoiler alert Sorry. I'm gonna have to check it out I'm gonna have to check it out next time it's on. Yeah, yeah, it's most definitely. Yeah, because those certain movies, because I get too invested in movies sometimes, where it's like I feel like the alien is coming after me, and I'm like, close the door. Oh, oh, stay in the pod. Oh <laughs> no. Oh, oh. <laughs> but that's just me. I have to. I have to actually do. Um... <laughs> 
a watch party with you doing <laughs> watching Alien. Because I think that you should fun. do a watch party with me watching um, Prometheus. Woo. Well, that's one of my oh, favorites. I gotta, but I then birth too. scene. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Where she was getting a um, C-section. Ooh, yeah, I know what you do not want to see me when that happens. I'm like, oh, oh God, oh. <laughs> but <laughs> what? there is wrong, the John? <laughs> what is, is going on? Else, like, what is? I do not understand. I do not understand how you're breaking. You're not in space. Yeah. And you're not jamming. I don't have to be in space to break. Space jam. Oh, and I'm the one with bad. See, that's why uh, I don't do dad jokes. Because uh, I just can't do them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't do them either. <laughs> anyway, did you see Interstellar? Because I don't think I seen it. Oh, how was that? The second? I did. To be honest uh. with you, it's not one of my favorites. Um, and it's, it, you know what? It's a mixture between mm-hmm. everybody. Either they like it or they don't like it. And for me, I understood what they were trying to do. And not only that, but some people didn't understand, like, time and space moves yeah, slower than does. what it does on, on Earth. So, to Matthew McConaughey, he's only been up there for a couple of months. For us, mm. he's been gone for three years or more. And by the time he gets, yeah, don't don't do what I did. <laughs> but there's, let's just say, there's some people that wind up being older from when he, uh, whenever after by the time he gets back, to the point where he's like, okay, so what is happened? it? It's kind of like Benjamin Button in space, kind of, sort of, but mm. also has a little bit of a plot twist as well. This is not one of my favorite Christopher Nolan films, but you know I have to give him credit where credit is due. See that tried movie to do it, when they start to come out at around the same time, I get them mixed up, like Interstellar, and then you're talking about like First Man, and you're talking about Ad Astra, and then you're like, what's going on? Is this the same right. movie? Like, <laughs> right? Yeah. Huh. Anyway. Right. That's all I got before we start doing a top 10 space movie on here that we didn't plan for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got for now. I can't wait for so... us to continue, though. Me either. This is going to be great. I think we're going to yeah, have a top 10 list for space movies. So, anyways, I just want to say thank you for joining me again on the show and everything. It does mean a lot to me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got one more thing to say. Um, uh, We we posted it, you know, on our page. It was a lot about uh, Blackout Tuesday and uh, Black Lives Matter. Uh, And we we, as, as I'm talking about you too, and I think you agree, like we, we support our black and brown geek um, people and what they're going through. And just us continuing, it's not like we're discounting what's going on out there or we have rose-colored glasses. We just want to bring some entertainment and some type of spark of joy 
um, in the midst of a chaotic situation, even if it's just for one night, you know. Exactly. But yeah, but um, I on our right. website, um, you know, Instagram and everywhere else, I pretty much posted what I'm talking about, and I provided links of how you can help support the movement. You know, the George Floyd support GoFundMe page. So if you want to know what you can do, just look for resources of how you can help out. Uh, if you don't feel comfortable, I know it's a controversy with having a blackout screen, not blackout screen. Um, in my opinion, because I'm African-American, <laughs> um, <laughs> regardless, um, just educate yourselves, um, ask questions go uh figure out how you can support the cause um mostly the the family and vote and just grassroots campaign that's pretty much all i got okay and i also want to say too is thank you for actually posting that and everything too yeah that actually yeah it, it's always kind of well. hard you because know because you're it's like you're on this slippery slope, you know, like I, like we're, we're part of geek news, you know, but when there's something like this, um, you, you have to acknowledge it, but in a, in a way, you know. Right. And I also wanted to do something that's actually totally respective towards the black community as well and stuff like that and I've also been a big supporter of the Black Lives Matter movement as well and you know I believe doing you know just posting memes or or doing this podcast with you guys and everything I just wanted to be a positive light into everybody else's world right now because everything is just so dark especially when you look at the coronavirus the riotings that are going on and also, too, with the tragic death of Floyd and everything, too, to go along with everything. And, you know, I just wanted to go on ahead and just do something special for, the, for my fan base and everything. And, you know, I really feel like my community actually actually feels the way that I do, where they want some, where they actually want a podcast or something to where they want a little bit of that light and, from the darkness and just have a laugh geek out with us a little bit and just yeah, enjoy our conversation yeah, yeah yeah you know and i don't feel like i'm doing a disservice to anyone that's actually doing a blackout or whatever i'm fully supportive towards like i said the black lives matter movement and stuff like that it's just yeah, that i want to do yeah. something special i, for I feel like um oh, hello oh okay <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like I'm, I'm just in, listening I'm in just my listening. Uh, personal opinion, and this is outside of you. I feel like, um, you know, even if you still carry on with the podcast and you, you know, there is no blackout screen on your on your page or whatever, as long as you educate yourself about what's going on in the community and you know why? Why are people angry at the police? What What is systematic racism? What's this? What's that? Like, if you ask questions, and we can have an open dialogue about race, and not pretend like there is no racism, um, I think that would help as well. Right. Like as long as you you exactly. acknowledge it, 
while you're continuing on with your daily life or your page, I, f- I think in my view, that means a lot. I do too, because I think that this is also me and other pages alike. I feel like if we keep on posting certain memes or some stuff like that, we're making somebody's day bright. We're making them laugh. We're making for five minutes. You're actually bringing out a smile. You're making people laugh. And that's what I love. When mm-hmm. I get like the interaction with my, with the fans, it's like, oh, this made my day. I'm like, I am so glad I made this for yeah. your day. I'm so glad that I made you laugh. For five minutes, that was the biggest part of your day. And I hope the rest of your day goes just as good as the day, the time that you actually yeah. saw that meme. Yeah. Or you and, listened to it You know, podcast. like we were saying and other, well, I, I have to commend Geek Tyrant um, webpage. I know that right now they're on the blackout where they're just not going to do anything and they're going to continue tomorrow. But I have to commend their um, message that they posted, you know, like, like we hear you, we support our black listeners, you know, you're not alone in this. And they gave resources like for education and for this and for that. I think, like I said, that's a, that's a start, you know, like, Educate yourself about racism. I believe so. Um, educate your, figure out how you can help out. You know, like the George Floyd GoFundMe page and civil rights law pages and just legitimate sources, you know, just figure that out. And, you know, if you have African-American friends <laughs> um, and they know you <laughs> and they know you're genuine, um, ask questions, you know, just like, hey, I, I want to know how I can help. Um, what should I do? Um, how can I support you in this movement? Um, you know, where where should I go? Where should I look? You know, just right. ask questions. Um, be genuine when you approach people. Because um, I know race is a touchy subject. So I feel personally, if somebody comes to me and they ask me, you know, what should I do, blah, blah, blah. Like, if I can sense that your intention is pure and you genuinely want to know, you know, how can I not offend you, Tamika? How can I I help? How can I understand what you're going through? You know, because as a Black geek, you... um, There's racism in the geek community. Let's not get that twisted. Uh, and I've experienced right. some of it and it, it was pretty bad. It was harsh. Um, but I feel like even in the geek community, if we could have an open dialogue too, you know, cause it's not just, oh, that's outside of the geek community. No, it's everywhere that there's, uh, racism and injustice. Um, but you know, I don't want to get on my tangent about it. Uh, all I'm saying is just, <laughs> you know, have an open dialogue. Um, even if you don't even want to acknowledge that there is racism or you don't want anything to do with it, just try to keep an open mind because it's pretty much just going to follow you. <laughs> like, even if you try to sweep it under the rug, like, that, nah, that's just one incident. And then you're going to see more. And then, I don't know. I just want everyone to be open and 
educate themselves, but also not attack us, <laughs> you know, for for not having a blackout right. screen or, you know, just judging people for not having it because you don't know what what their yeah, you don't they what I mean, I had a friend asked me and she's white. She's like, I don't really know how to approach this. I don't know if I should post something and I seem insensitive or you know, so I just like people can post whatever they want, you know. Um Right. This is long uh, as it's not yes. I, I'm sorry, I do have to say that there are uh, people who drink Lysol. <laughs> <laughs> So I have to be careful. <laughs> oh, well, that's why we have warning yeah, labels. Well, they do if we didn't anyway. have warning labels, they uh, wouldn't have That's another story. <laughs> oh, don't forget. Well, don't forget, a few years ago, we had some... Yeah, I, eating, I'm sorry. Uh, I to, you're right. But I have to a... say, as long as it's not racism. I thought I was talking to... Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, just go to our, our um, website our blog page, just read about, you know, what what we wrote, you know, um, and check out the links of how you can support the movement and the cause and educate yourself. That's pretty much all I got. Just educate yourself, be open. You won't change, you go vote. And if you're protesting, please be careful. Right. And please, please just be careful and be doing a peaceful protest and don't get yourself hurt or thrown in jail or anything. Yeah, because we need That's you. what I look out for is your safety. So please be safe. Exactly. All right. I just want to say again, thank you for being on here, Tamika. It does mean a world to me. And I Oh, do yeah. I appreciate you giving you me the said. platform to and, just talk. You're welcome. Anytime. I love having you on. I love being able to converse with you on different things and everything. Yeah, We just get along so great with things. Yeah. You know, we're really good friends. So I'm really happy to have have you as a friend and also as a co-host. Yeah, totes. (laughs) It will. (laughs) All right. So this is John. Dick Gregorio from Movie Lovers Unite. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. I hope that you guys actually stay safe out there. Stay safe from the coronavirus. Stay safe during the protesting and everything. And we'll be doing this again tomorrow. I'll have a show on uh, tomorrow for something. Hopefully we'll have some piece of news that drop. Another thing too is on Friday, I'm going to be interviewing Terry Silva and her husband, who is actually an Emmy Award winning uh, director, producer, and she's also... A director and producer as well and also an acting coach so i cannot wait to actually have them on on friday we're going to be talking about that doing an interview with them and i also have some other stuff that's actually planned out maybe for next week we just have to wait and see how that actually plays out but until next time